Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello, empaths. We're so excited that you have joined us this week. We have been spending months and months collecting dream visitation stories that you guys have sent into us. So many times on the show, we will mention this idea that our loved ones can visit us in dreams or that our consciousness can travel in the dream state and connect with people on the other side or in different dimensions. And so we've been gathering stories from all of you, sharing some of the amazing experiences you've had in dreams. We have over 30 pages of stories, so clearly we're not going to get through them all today. So this will probably be a part one, and we will share a part two with you most likely next month. But if you do have a dream visit story that you'd like to share with us, you can always email us, enlightenedempaths at gmail.com. Denise, are you ready to start us off? I am. And these are just amazing, aren't they? They really are. So the first one, I'd like to share a visitation dream with you. About a year ago, I lost my life partner of 13 years. Our relationship was complex since we both had difficult situations growing up, me with a narcissistic mother and him alone with an alcoholic father. He helped me a great deal with my issues and claimed he had dealt with his. Unfortunately, that wasn't true, and he used helping me as a way to avoid his own anxiety. The relationship then turned into something very similar to the one between my mother and me, emotional abuse and constant critique. His own troubles caught up with him, and I was aware that he would commit suicide, even though I was doing everything possible to prevent it. As he was psychotic, his power over me grew weaker, and I started to see things more clearly. After I discovered his body, it all culminated in a long period of tremendous stress, including excuse me, concluding with this traumatic event. The first visitation dream I had was him and me sitting down where I got to explain how his behavior and abuse had affected me. He didn't interrupt or correct me, but really listened. Tears were rolling down his cheeks and I hugged him and we parted. In the dream, I realized that I'd gotten everything off my chest. So it was nothing more that I afterwards wished I had said. The dream was very helpful and took a ton off my back. In life, I was never allowed to disagree with them. If I did, it always ended up with me being wrong or have to apologize to him. The second dream was me getting a text, looking at my phone and seeing it was from him. In the dream, I was aware that he had passed and I couldn't decide whether getting a message from him was a good thing or not. I deleted the message without reading it, thinking I'd rather make a long series of mistakes than surrendering my power and freedom to take his advice again. I interpret the dream as a respectful question from my I interpret the dream as a respectful question from him if I was ready for him to make contact and clearly I prefer he doesn't for some time yet. Wow, that's very very impactful and I think it shows that when we cross over to the other side, we're still healing, we're still growing and evolving. And there is still time and room for forgiveness and and peace and understanding when when you're ready. Right. Right. And it may take time to get that message. You may have other dreams that don't give you quite what you need, but it, it will come. 
Okay. That's a very emotional one. All right. Here's another one. My 28 year old son passed just a little over a year ago. He struggled for quite a while with alcoholism, depression, rehab, and relapse. Then one day he decided he was just done fighting and he took his own life. He visited his brother soon after he transitioned. My very logical living son was just blown away by this visitation. Although he never really believes or disbelieves the things I believe, he felt that this was not like any dream he's ever had. I assured him it was a visitation from his brother. I was kind of jealous because I had not had any visitation yet. It was six months to the day when I finally got a visitation from my son. I was walking outside of an older building at night. I walked inside and it looked like a theater. Everything was in shades of gray. I was walking down the hallway and there was an old-fashioned ornate wallpaper on the walls. As I looked at the wallpaper, a spot began growing and spreading out from the middle in rainbow colors until the entire wall was filled with color. I walked a little farther down a hallway and there was a soft-sided elevator made out of beautiful tapestries. I took the elevator up and got off on what was kind of like a stage. It was still somewhat dark like a theater would be. As I stepped onto the stage, I heard something plinking on the floor around me like someone was throwing something on the stage. I knelt down and saw it was pennies. Someone was tossing pennies around me. I kept walking forward and came to a hallway with many doors. As I was standing in the hallway, my son came through one of the doors. I reached out and we hugged each other so tight. I could feel his solidness. Then he said, I wish I didn't do what I did. And I said, I wish you didn't either. Then we told each other, I love you. And I woke up. I can remember every detail, even if I can't express it that well. I remember how he felt when I hugged him. It's the only visitation I've had from him, but it was a great one. Wow. That is okay. So, so beautiful. And they, you know, just at the very end, when she said she held, she, they hugged each other and it was so real. That's the difference with a visitation dream, isn't it? It just feels so, whenever I've had them from my people that have passed, I want to go back to sleep and get back in the dream. I want to see them again. It feels so real. It yeah. almost is like a disservice to call it a dream. Mm-hmm. And I love the symbolism that her son was able to bring to her because the walls were all gray, which is probably how his life felt towards the end. And then it all turned into these rainbow colors, which to me symbolizes the healing that he's going through and the profound unconditional love that he is surrounded by. And the pennies on stage, well, pennies from heaven. I mean, I feel like that's him saying, you know, I'm always going to show you signs. I'm always going to be here and I'm surrounding you with these signs. And, and this dream is just the first. Yes. Very, very beautiful. And, you know, as a, as a mom that she got to see her son again, and know he's okay. That's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Our next one starts with a little backstory. And the person writes, my partner lost his father, Casey, in May 2020 and never got to meet our son, who was a year old at the time of his passing. Two months later, I was lying in bed cuddling my son. I looked up and I saw Casey standing next to the bed. I asked, would you like to snuggle with him? Casey's face lit up. I moved out of the way and let Casey climb into the bed with his grandson. He never spoke to me, but looked at me with gratitude for a moment. That was the dream visit. But strange things keep happening in the house. My toddler says he sees ghosts a lot, mostly when he's playing in his toy room. 
Casey was the type of person to not understand personal space, and I got the feeling he was always eager to be around his grandson. My son and I are sensitive, so I would state out loud, you're scaring Cy, and we kindly ask you to leave us alone tonight. Leave us alone right now. To which my son would reply, he's gone. I'm not sure if there's a right or a wrong, wrong way to protect my son from what he considers scary. Now that he's almost three, I try to ask questions like, well, what do they look like? And are they nice? I also say out loud that we only like nice angels to be with us, which comforts him. I don't want him to be afraid, but I also think that three may be too young to welcome things. Thank you for any insight on this as well. It's so nice. And again, we've, we've talked about this over and over and over again, how little people haven't shut it off. They see it, they feel it, they sense it. So I, I think that her using the discernment between what's appropriate for a three-year-old and giving that, that little guy the tools that he needs to be able to say, are you here? Are you an angel? Are you here for a good thing? That's, a, that's important. That's very important. But the dream that she could see him, that how much that grandfather wanted to spend time with that little baby. I love that. I do too. And and know that as your child gets older, this intensity of emotion and kind of fear and uncertainty he's feeling will start to subside because it just happens as kids grow up. But often just saying out loud, and in my experience, the child has to say it. So for Mm -hmm. example, when my oldest was four years old, her grandmother passed, Maggie, and she was at the time, Olivia slept on the top bunk. And she said, mom, I keep having these dreams where Nana's head comes through the ceiling and she waves at me. (laughs) And it's so lovely. And I can, I can totally picture Maggie being like, Hey, Olivia, you know, but it scared my daughter. And, And that's totally understandable. It would scare anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he said, honey, just tell Nana that you love her, but that appearing that way is scaring you. And she did. She said that out loud when she was saying her prayers at bedtime, and she never had another experience like that. So I do think helping the child learn how much power and control they have over, over who and what comes through is important. Yes. But just knowing, knowing that our family is interested and around us, I love... This isn't a dream visit story, but when my youngest was born, she was sleeping in a bassinet right next to my bed. You know, newborns, they're up every two hours. So she was right there. And I woke up in the, in the middle of the night and I saw this little man leaning over her bed, her bassinet, singing an Irish lullaby. And I knew it was Irish because it was Gaelic. And I, mm-hmm. I used to know someone who spoke Gaelic. And I just sat there up, propped up on my elbow for what felt like a long time, but was probably 20 seconds just watching him. And then he just kissed his fingertip and touched her forehead and he disappeared. And so I thought, oh my gosh, I think I've seen her spirit guide. This is so exciting. And later that year, we were up at my sister-in-law's house and we were going through boxes and boxes of old photos. And I saw him. It's it's my father-in-law's grandfather. Wow. I don't even know how many greats that is, right? Like, but it was him. It was exactly him. And I was like, that is so cool. So anyway, I just love knowing that our our family on the other side, no matter how long they've been over there, are are always interested in watching out for us. Mm-hmm. Our next one says, 
I had a dream six months after my grandmother passed. I would still cry and grieve as they said my nightly prayers and prayed that she was okay. My grandmother had Alzheimer's and was getting a little worse, but still living on her own with family and neighbors checking on her almost daily. She passed from falling and hitting her head on a door frame, and my mother found her the next day. Oh. Before the Alzheimer's, she was a very bubbly woman, and we were really close. In my dream, I awoke in her house and was very confused as to why I was there, since I had to get up and get ready for work. When I got out of the bed, I realized I was dreaming, the most vivid dream I've ever had. It went on about the emotions of getting ready for work anyway, because I didn't know what else to do. I heard my mom and aunt talking in the living room and then heard my granny's very distinct laugh. I immediately teared up and my grief came flooding back even in my dream. Then to my surprise, she came walking out of the living room telling me good morning and asked if I had eaten breakfast. I couldn't speak. Then she looked at me so kind and knowing, smiled, and told me she was okay. This is when I noticed the bruise on her head. I started to take her hand but wasn't sure if that was allowed. I think I had figured out at that point that it was a visit from her spirit, not just a dream. So I asked if I could touch her. She laughed and said, we can do anything we want here and hugged me. I then woke up in tears, but felt so much relief knowing that she made it to wherever her soul needed to be and was okay. Around that time is when I started meditating daily and connecting with my guides and angels. See now, Denise, if this were a class, this is where I would say students take note. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you want to have a dream visitation story, it's got to be echoed in what you do during your daily life. So if you are meditating and trying to make that connection with the other side, it really ups your chances of having a dream visit. Anyway, she goes on. I can sometimes feel her with me, but I get a knowing sense that she is only with me temporarily at this time in my life. And she will eventually go on as her soul still has more work to do. I will also mention that as as I've been finding my own spirituality, I now realize that she was a very intuitive person. She was always working with herbs and plants, making tinctures, teas, salves, and soaps. I so wish she would have kept a recipe book of some sort. Thank you so much for you do. Okay. So that is such a great story of waking up and knowing you didn't wake up. You, you've woken up into this other dimension on the other side. And the grandmother was trying to show her, you know, that she's okay, that they can hug, they can do anything they want over there. What my attention was also drawn to was that her mom and her aunt were there. So the grandmother was visiting with her daughters as well as her granddaughter. And I think this happens a lot, Denise, where Like, I'll bet if this listener said to her mom, oh my gosh, I had the most amazing dream last night. You were there and, and, you know, your sister was there and grandma was there. I bet the mom would be like, gosh, I never remember my dreams or I didn't dream anything last night, but I think she was there. I think an aspect of her soul was there. And I do think that we visit the other side almost nightly. We just don't remember it all of the time because of so many other things going on in our, in our earthly life. I agree. That makes perfect sense. I love that story. All right. Read us our next one. Okay. I had two very vivid and magical visitation dreams from my mom. My mom was a wonderful mother and I recognized our bond was more than a typical mother daughter relationship. We are, we were best friends and very connected heart to heart. It will be almost five years since her passing. And I can still recall these vivid dreams with such detail and overpowering essence of her love. 
Right after my mother passed from cancer, I was brought to my knees with despair and barely able to mother my two babies. During the visitation dream, she took my hand and gave me the most amazing tour of heaven. She looked so beautiful, angelic and bright. The indescribable colors, bright flowers, turquoise water, mountains and foliage were beyond breathtaking. We boarded a train that allowed us to look down on this splendid beauty. We were snuggled hand in hand as the tour continued. During our trip, I asked my mom, what are you doing in heaven, mom? With such clarity, she shared, I'm helping kids read. My mom had helped many children with learning disabilities while here on earth, so this made such perfect sense. The tour came to an end. The beauty and her love felt magical. It was so real, and I was so joyful we were reunited that I didn't understand it was a dream. She turned to me and let me know she was leaving. Tears streamed down my face, and I asked her not to leave. Without words, I knew she had bigger things to do. I woke up with a soap, tear-filled pillow, and a beautiful memory of her visit. I just love that she had that relationship with her mom in real life and was able to revisit that in the dream. Well, and as, as mediums, how often when you're doing a reading, do you hear that our loved ones on the other side have jobs? <laughs> yeah, a lot of mediums get that. That's true. And I just think this is so validating that her mom talked about her work on the other side, that she's, she's working and helping kids read and it fits with her personality. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Great story. It really is. Now I haven't heard from my dad yet. He just passed a month ago. My youngest had a dream where a guy told her uh, Papa is still resting and can't communicate right now. So I'm waiting. I can't wait. But Denise, when my mom goes over that rainbow bridge, I don't think we're going to have this type of dream visit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably have dream visits where she's like, okay, Samantha, we got to talk about that outfit you wore when you did that interview. What were you thinking? Over here in heaven, I've learned so much about decorating and design and girl, you got some work to do. All right. Sorry. Just trying to bring some brevity because these are very emotional, wonderful stories. Mm -hmm. They are. All right. Our next one says on Friday evening, October 30th, 2020, my dad passed away from a heart attack. My mom was there with him and had the trauma of trying to perform life-saving measures to save him. When I lost my dad that night, I lost my mom as well in a way. While my sister and I were grieving our dad, certainly my mother was completely entrenched and broken with grief and sorrow. About two months after my dad's passing, I had the most amazing dream visitation from him. I was at my parents' house sitting in my dad's rocking chair. My mom was in the kitchen and walked into the living room to stand right in front of me, and my dad was following right behind her. My dad looked so good. He was younger, healthier, wearing his typical blue t-shirt and jeans. He seemed to float behind her. Mom stood right in front of me and kept pointing and saying, I kept pointing and saying, mom, dad's right behind you, but no words came out. I kept repeating the phrase and pointing behind her, but she couldn't hear me. Then my dad walked or floated past me into his bedroom and was gone. I woke up immediately and knew this was no ordinary dream. It was so vivid and clear, unlike my normal dreams that are muddled and fade quickly. Even today, a year and a half later, I remember it so clearly. And even though the dream itself was short, the message is so easy to understand. My dad is always with us, especially my mom. 
even if we can't always see or hear him. About six months later, my mom's brother was in a horrible motorcycle accident and was on life support. Her brother was her only surviving relative of her immediate family, and with the death of my dad still very fresh, my mom was extremely worried and stressed about her brother's condition. About a week after the accident, my mom called me, and she was very emotional. She said she finally had a dream visitation from dad. They were in their kitchen, and she was crying over her brother. Dad took her in his arms and gave her a huge hug. He told her everything was going to be okay, and then she woke up. Again, it was a short but very vivid dream with a clear and precise message, and dad was right. My dad was my uncle was taken off life support shortly thereafter, and he has recovered nicely. I miss my dad every day, but we are all thankful for the dreams, signs, and validations he continues to bless us with. Oh my gosh, that's from Laura. And I just have to say, this is such a beautiful story because it demonstrates so much of what we often say. When you are so engulfed in grief, your loved one is right there. I mean, when this, when she was having this dream, I feel like her dad was trying to say, I'm right here, but she's so, your mom is so sad. She can't hear you talking about me and saying I'm here. And she certainly can't hear or feel or see me. And so the, the metaphor of what he was trying to show her in that dream is so spot on. But then the mother had this awful other trauma of her brother being in a, in a motorcycle accident. And often, Denise, that's what we actually need to hear from our loved one on the other side, because I bet the mother was just, I bet she'd been holding on to all this grief, you know, hugging it around her like, like, like a tight winter coat. And then when her brother was in this accident, I bet everything just fell away from her and she just felt raw and exposed and vulnerable and in pain. And I, I know that's terrible, but it's also often what we need in order for our loved ones on the other side to get through to us. And, and that's when he was able to push through those barriers of grief when she was in that raw, vulnerable state of please, please, please help my brother to heal and get to her in a dream and hug her and say, your brother's going to be just fine. And he was. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting, too, in the first part of, of this, this note that she there wasn't any verbal communication with her father. There was a and a lot of times from what I've understood and experienced that the dream visitations might be a form of telepathy or understanding or sensing, you might not always get a verbal. Yes. Yeah, that is so true. Often, often they, they don't have words and the repetition of the quick, but precise dreams. That's also very common in dream visits because it takes so much energy for them to leave their dimension and come into ours. And mm -hmm. so you'll, you'll see that a lot. I don't have a lot of time but I just want to let you know, I love you or I miss you or, or they'll pass on a message like, you know, your brother's going to be okay. Right. And that's, I thank God that her brother was okay. Yes. There's been a lot of loss. So our next one says almost 30 years ago, I was in my twenties and working for a big mutual fund company. I was working an entry-level job that re required me to consult with a higher level department on a regular basis. I needed their information and clarification on things I did on my desk. One of the people I worked with was Tracy. She was a very gentle, loving, and soft-hearted person that just radiated with good energy. 
He felt good to be around her. During our work together, I told her that I was going to work towards getting a promotion into her department. I wanted to do what she did and told her that she inspired me to do that. She knew that I really looked up to her, even though she was only a few years older than I was. About six months later, I did get that job and moved into her department. Shortly after that, she got a promotion to the assistant supervisor position and moved on to another department in a different floor in the building. So we rarely saw each other. Not long after her promotion, we all found out that she had cancer. She did the standard treatments and fought hard. She did go into remission and came back to work, but it wasn't for long. Tracy's cancer came back strong and she went back in the hospital. Some coworkers and I made a plan to see her the next day. Unfortunately, she didn't make it to that next day. And I was devastated that I didn't get to see her before she died. My close coworkers knew how upset that made me. About six to eight weeks later, I had a dream about her. She was a huge baseball fan and I had season tickets to our Colorado Rockies. In my dream, I was in the, in the halls beneath the stands. It was really dark and I saw a bright, big bright light up ahead and went towards it. I saw that it was Tracy standing there in a big wedding dress that flowed out all around her. She reminded me of Princess Diana on her wedding day. She looked so beautiful. She told me to come closer and I laughed and I told her I wasn't ready to go where she is. In her usual way, she joked and called me silly and to come see her. I walked closer and we talked for what seemed like not enough time. Since it been almost 30 years since that visitation. I don't remember what we talked about. I wasn't into anything spiritual at that time. And although I knew it was a real encounter, I didn't write anything down until it was too late to remember our conversation. That dream meant the world to me. Although she and I weren't close friends, she knew how much I admired her and that I really needed that sense of closure. I feel very special that she thought of me and I'll never forget how important she made me feel. That's a beautiful note from Nikki. Again, we always expect the visitations to come from, you know, our, our family or our dearest friends or our closest loved ones, but anyone in spirit can pop in for a visit. Yes, that is so true. Doesn't this make you feel like they had like a soul contract or something too? Like she was just supposed to be in her life to inspire and motivate her and kind of mentor her? Yes. It's beautiful. And it is a good reminder. Don't think that these dream visits are just for, you know, super close family and friends. It it can be neighbors. It can be coworkers. It can be a teacher who inspired you years ago. She made a really good point that even 30 years later, it's still vivid. Maybe not the exact conversation, but the feeling that came with it. Yeah. And that's another hallmark that it was an actual dream visit. It doesn't leave you. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next one says, I have long believed that we are visited by our loved ones in our dreams. After my sister had passed away, I had the most vivid dream of the two of us just sitting and talking. However, the following two dreams were visitations by someone I never expected. I have a friend who I met online and we knew each other virtually for years, conversing back and forth, cheering each other on through life. When her husband became sick and unexpectedly died, I did what I could to support her from states away and eventually was able to visit and help out with the kids. I had never met her husband prior to his death, but he was a large man, both physically and in personality. Prior to his death, he had purchased his dream car, a black suburban. I had a dream. My friend was in the driver's seat. 
Her husband was in the passenger seat, their children in their respective seats, and myself in the back of this large suburban. It was obvious in the stream he had passed, as it was his dream car. He and his wife looked at each other and looked at me. He nodded to acknowledge me. The children couldn't see him, just his wife and me. It was like he sent a telepathic message that he was letting us know he was around. A few months later, I had a dream I walked into an apartment. It was dark out. I can still see the light hanging from the ceiling in the bushes outside the large glass door. I turned around and there was my husband's friend appearing alive and well. I exclaimed, you're alive? You have to go home. He hushed me, explained that he can't, that he was indeed dead, but he had to lay low. He told me he still visited his family. I spoke with my friend and told her about my dream with her permission first, as that can be jarring. She told me she knew her husband had been visiting and one day he was playing with their cats in the bedroom. She said out loud for him to knock it off because it was scaring her. I think this was his way of letting her know that he had hurt her and wanted her to know that he's still around, but is respecting her boundaries. He and my friend had a joke that when one of them passed, they would come back as a bunny. No lie. I see bunnies on important dates, such as the anniversary of his death. When I was visiting her after I had told her about the dreams, my children and I were taking a walk in a semi-wooded area. We saw a wild bunny feet from us. It let us get unusually close and let us follow it for a while. I realized, hey, this is my friend's husband and looked at the rabbit and said, hey, man, I see you. And I'll be danged. The rabbit scurried off after that. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share this story. So this is another great example of having a dream visit from someone you're not super close to. And oftentimes, if family can't get to their family member in a dream because of grief, they will go to a friend who isn't as emotionally connected. So I think that is pretty common. I had a, a dream visit with my friend's dad after, after he passed and he was living in a condo and this was not like a condo guy, you know, like he was a guy who was always working in the yard and gardening and doing stuff. And I said to him, I'm so surprised you're in this condo in heaven. And he said, well, I'm not, I'm not building my heavenly home until, until my wife comes and joins me. And when you stay in this condo, he said, I'm able to keep one foot in both worlds so I can stay with my family and keep an eye on them. Oh. And so it's interesting that she had this dream where he was in an apartment. I wonder if, if there is like this kind of, you know, outer area of heaven where you're kind of waiting for your spouse to come join you. I don't know. It's just so interesting to think about, but the, the dreams when it, the thread through all of these that we've shared so far is no one had any hesitation at all that that was their person and that they were there to visit them. No, that is so true. Do we have time for one more? I, I think so. Yes. Um, about 15 years ago, my grandmother was scheduled for an early morning non-emergency surgery. The night before I said a prayer for her, which was not unusual. And I also lit a candle next to my bedside for her. Burning a candle was uncommon because that had never been a part of my spiritual practice, but I felt called to do so for some reason. I live two time zones west of where my grandparents lived, so we're two hours behind. By the time I awoke the following day, my grandmother had passed away due to a malfunction with the surgical equipment. I loved my grandmother deeply, and it was a devastating loss. She was that one dear person in my life who gave me unconditional love when I was growing up. Some weeks later, she came to me in a vivid and beautiful dream. I recognized her immediately. Although she didn't look quite the same, she seemed much younger than I had ever known her in my life. And she glowed with so much love and more happiness than I've ever seen on her. 
We were standing on the lawn of my childhood home, which was the last place she visited our family in my state. We didn't speak, but she communicated her love telepathically and hugged me close. I felt the physicality of that hug long after I awoke. It was so healing and wonderful, and the whole experience eased my grief so much. I'm so grateful for that. The dream was very vivid and is still memorable years later, though I rarely remember details about my dreams. And that was from Tia. The, The candle feels like it was almost a precognitive kind of a thing for her. It does. It definitely does. And we have another common thread here with them appearing younger. You see that a lot. You see that even when people have near-death experiences and they meet their loved ones on the other side, they will often come back and say, I almost didn't recognize my dad. He looks so young. Interesting. I don't know who it was years ago. It was a professional medium psychic type person that was on TV at the time who said people will present at the prime of their life. So in say their mid thirties or, or whenever they were really in the prime of their life, that's how they'll, they'll appear to us in dreams or visitations. But I don't know how much validity there is to that. Well, I think if you, if you look at just some of these dream stories, there is some validity to it, but we had the the other grandmother who appeared with the bruise still on her head from when she fell. And I just want to bring that up because we get those questions a lot too, that sometimes their loved ones appear with the same maladies they had when they died. And Mm -hmm. I think that's for a couple of reasons. I think one is they have to learn how to energetically recreate their, their image to appear in our dream, because on the other side, you know, they're not walking around with a larynx and lungs and uh, intestines, right? They're just their energy. So they have to learn how to work with this new form of energy And the other reason I think they appear this way is so that we recognize them instantly. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean like when my mother-in-law passed, she had a a fake leg. She had an, she had her leg amputated due to diabetic complications before she died. And whenever I have seen her in dreams, she does not have that amputated leg, but oftentimes she'll show up in mediumship readings with that. And I know it's just so that the medium can validate to me, like you did, Denise, when you did a reading for me, mm-hmm. that this is this is Maggie, this is who it is. So those right. are two reasons why they will often do that. I did a reading years ago for a woman. I will never forget it. She, Her husband came through and one of the first things he said was, tell her I'm sorry for scaring her. I'm like, okay. Okay. What, okay. So I repeated the message and she goes, well, he should be, he scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And she said, she woke up one night and she said, I don't know if I woke up or I woke up in a dream, but I was sitting in my bedroom and the, you know, my bedroom door is open. I could see into the hallway and my husband was walking down the hallway towards me. And I got so excited but then his skin started falling off and parts of him started falling off. And she said, it was like a horror movie. And so he said to me, when she was telling the story, he said, tell her again, I am so sorry. I had to learn how to recreate my energy to appear to her. I'm a slow learner and I still haven't mastered it. So I told her that. And I just thought that was so interesting that, you know, they, they have to kind of go to school and learn how to appear in our dreams. And um, the little PS to that story is um, she emailed me later and she said, you know, I, 
I went into my closet where that we shared and I just smelled his shirts and I just broke down crying because the smell on his clothes was starting to go away. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I could just smell you again. And she said, I don't know why she did this, but she kept all her perfume bottles on the back of the commode, the toilet mm-hmm. on like a tray. And in the middle of all her perfume bottles was his cologne. So mm-hmm. she's in the closet crying burying her head in his shirt and, and just begging that she can smell him again. And she hears a crash in the bathroom and all her perfume bottles are standing up straight, but his cologne bottle in the middle of that tray on the back of the commode is on the floor. And suddenly the bathroom is filled with his scent. Oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah. You can't make that up. You oh can't my goodness. No. I mean, the the steps they will go to to get a message to you when they are ready and when you are ready as i don't want anyone to listen to this and think well i haven't heard from my person you know what what does that mean do they not love me are they not safe i just want to make that very very clear it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of time and i've heard repeated in many many readings that they need permission to come to us that they can't just appear whenever they want to because it'll inhibit our grief healing process. So I think a lot of work has to go into play in order for them to appear in our dreams. So just, just know that with that beautiful, difficult combination of intention and surrender and healing your own grief and being patient for them to learn how to acclimate to the other side, you will get your dream visit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's excellent advice. So we have so many more stories to share with you, but we've run out of time. We will share these in an upcoming show next month, we promise. And again, if you want to share a dream visit story, you can always email us enlightenedempaths at gmail.com. And if you love stories like this, I would so appreciate it if you consider pre-ordering my book coming out called The Awake Dreamer. It'll be out September 1st, but my publisher is asking me to get pre-orders. I'm learning all of this, Denise. (laughs) So I would really appreciate it if you would check with your local bookseller or wherever books are sold and see if you can pre-order The Awake Dreamer. I have a lot of of stories like this in the book and a lot of tips and techniques for learning how to have your own dream visit with a loved one on the other side. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care.